Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. I'm going to make this intro pretty quick for two reasons. Uh, first, I'm not hosting this podcast. This is actually hosted by one of my partners, Curtis Larson. And the other reason is I really just want to get to this podcast as soon as possible. In the podcast today, we sit down with Seth and Ben of Canvas Cutter. Now, I'm sure most of you guys are familiar with Canvas Cutter. They make some amazing bedrolls and um, have become quite popular. We share some news today on our podcast, so stay tuned. I think you guys will be very interested in it. Before we get to that, though, I want to thank our title sponsor, Vortex Optics. And Vortex just came out with a couple new things that I wanted to bring to you guys' attention. First is a new crossbow scope. If you guys are crossbow hunters, go check out that new scope that they just put out. And the other one is something that I'm very stoked about. Um, I love glassing for deer. Uh, well, deer, elk, whatever else is out there. And one of the things that we use quite frequently are 15 power binoculars. Uh, if you've ever purchased 15 power binoculars, you know the price point behind those. Um, it can be a pretty heavy price. However, Vortex just released under their Diamondback platform 15 power binoculars. Now, Diamondback, their, their Diamondback platform is a little bit on the lower end for cost. You know, it's not up as high as the Razer HD kind of stuff. Still good quality glass, still amazing product. Um, and at that 15 power, uh, there's there's nothing like sitting down behind some 15s and, and glass in a hillside. So go to their website, check that out. If you guys have any questions, let us know. We'd be happy to answer any questions you guys have related to, to Vortex or anything else. So, all right, guys, let's jump right into this podcast with Seth and Ben. Hope you guys enjoy it. All right, everyone. Thank you for joining us again. This is the eHunter um, newscast. Uh, my name is Curtis. I'm going to be hosting the newscast today. I've got Taryn on as well. Um, today we've got a couple of special guests with us. Um, it's a company that I'm sure a lot of you know about or have heard about or are using their products. Um, really good stuff. So I'm going to turn it over to them to let them introduce themselves. Um, and then we'll get into it, a little chat with them. So Seth, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself? Yeah, thanks, man. Thanks for having us on. Uh, I'm, my name's Seth Larson. Um, just trying to keep, keep things afloat at Canvas Cutter and surrounded by, uh, an amazing team of Ben who's on here with us. And then, uh, John, John Tanner, our other partner who isn't here with us, but, um, yeah, Seth Larson, happy to be here. Awesome, man. Appreciate you coming on. Ben, you want to give us a little bit of an intro? Yeah. Yep. My name is Ben Dedamonte. Um, I live in the South end of Utah and I am a partner in this crazy canvas cutter thing that we have going. Um, I came on as a partner last year, and it's been a lot of fun. I first was a, a customer of the company. I used the bedrolls for a lot of years, became um, friends with Seth and Cheryl and John and everybody over there, and was able to kind of start a partnership with them and, and come on as an owner last year. So it's been super exciting and uh, something that we're all really passionate about, and we, uh, we're happy to be trying to make this thing work. Very cool. Um, that's kind of how Taryn and I are and Monty with eHunter and everything that we're doing. It's it's a passion of ours, and it's it's really cool that we can find like like minded people in the industry like you two. That you guys love the outdoors, you love hunting, you love all that stuff, and you're able to find you know an outlet that 
that allows you guys to, you know, be in the industry and uh, bring out such a cool product for all of us that are in, in the industry as well. So first off, good work at doing that and bringing that about. And uh, we're going to, I'm going to do a little teaser. There's something that um, Canvas Cutter has been working on, but we're going to get to that a little bit later in there um, in our discussion. But why don't we kind of just start out um, with, you know, a little bit of a history on Canvas Cutter. What is Canvas Cutter? Um, you know, I've been doing my research and I'm sure a lot of people on here have used your product, but why don't you guys go ahead and talk about maybe how you guys started? Um, give us a little bit of info on what products you guys have currently. Um, the history, the brief history is about 20 years ago, my dad and, and I were on a deer hunt in Wyoming, Region G in Wyoming. And we had a wall tent up and something was eating a hole in the side of the wall tent. Like every time we would come, each day we'd come back, the hole would get a little bit bigger. And we tried like to block it. We tried so many things and we couldn't figure out what was eating it, but it, it was getting a solid nest of some really good prime canvas. And my dad got, when we got back home, my dad tried to find somebody to fix it and nobody wanted to put his dirty tent through their clean sewing machine. So he ended up buying his own industrial sewing machine and he fixed his wall tent and then he started making some other wall tents and range teepees. And he and his buddies would go out to the book cliffs in the roadless area quite often and they would get there they'd leave after work get there in the middle of the night and they'd just throw out next to the horse trailer or out on the dirt and he said like every time they do that around two o'clock in the morning a thunderbuster would come through and it would rain hard enough to get you up and you'd either have to get under the horse trailer or back in the truck and he wanted to come up with something that he could just stick his sleeping bag in and his pad in that would hold his gear. And if a little thunderbuster would come through, like he wouldn't have to wake up at night or move, but it wasn't, it wouldn't take forever to set up. It was just like something basic. And so he knew of cowboy bedrolls out there. And to this day, he can't remember how he came up with the design, but he came up with a, uh, a simpler version of the bedroll that we sell now. And he would just sew a few here and there after work and would, would sell them by word of mouth and his friends. And, and then they would use them and their buddies would want them and so on and so forth. And when he retired, um, we thought it would be a good idea to like get a website and actually try marketing and, and see if we could make uh, like a, a business out of it. And so, so we did. And the past three years have gone by pretty fast and it's grown uh, a lot faster than I think we were originally expecting it would, but it's been a fun journey for sure, but that's kind of the basic history of like where canvas cutter came from or where it came about. Um, 
but canvas cutter is all about simplifying your outdoor experience and making it more comfortable. So a lot of people like the outdoors. Some people don't mind sleeping in the outdoors, but the fact that it takes most of the day to pack all your crap together and then you get there and instead of going fishing or hunting or hiking, you spend like your first day setting up a camp and that you're going to have to tear down if you want to move or if you're going home and it just takes so much time. And we believe there's a simpler, more comfortable way. And that's what canvas cutter tries to do in everything that we make. We try to simplify and improve um, people's outdoor experiences. That, that is awesome. So I'm going to, go off a little bit on a little tangent here and I'm sure that'll happen in our in our conversation because we're all hunters you say book cliffs roadless unit mm-hmm. so the first thing that came to mind was those idiots packed those canvas cutters all the way back in the roadless unit like <laughs> I, I I drew that Dude, with tag. wall tents with yeah. wall tents uh, you 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 had horses right because you're not carrying that crap oh, yeah. back horses, in there horses but... and mules yeah you're not packing that on your back That's yeah so me not so smart about five or six years ago i drew archery tag back there and we thought it'd just be a good idea to hike everything back there so we get back <laughs> and we yeah we weren't hiking canvas cutters or wall tents anything like that we had the crappy ones that the the squirrels and stuff would chew through yeah um, but what you're talking about i mean it totally is a convenient thing. Like I, there's times when, you know, just like you say, you, you go up to go hunting and you're spending most of your time doing that. Like this thing is just ideal. You throw it out, you're ready to go. You're out in the woods. But anyways, back to that, uh, that hunt. So like you were saying the rain, it rained on us the whole entire week, five, six, seven days straight. The last day of the hunt, in the morning it broke and I was able to get my elk that day and it broke long enough for us awesome. to, to take two trips back and forth. Cause we don't have horses. We're not smart. Um, yeah. with the elk, but no, I mean, that's, that's why Dude, we that's do it. Intense right? Because it's a, it's a pack back into there. Oh yeah. I guess a little, that's a little journey. And most of the ways down like a really, really sandy, it's supposed to be a road, but it's more like you're walking on the beach. At least it was the last time I was in there. So it's so exhausting, but it's pretty sweet. I mean, the last time I was in there, we had deer every single morning in our camp, like literally in our camp. And we saw, we saw a deer chasing a coyote. We saw a bear chasing elk. It was crazy. Like it's just an awesome place, but yeah, it is. It's a really cool place. Um, that's really cool. I didn't know that it was kind of your dad, his little brainchild and that it's cool that it's family and you guys were able to, you know, partner up together and, and make it how it is today. Like I'm sure when he first started building them, how, talk to us about how his production of those, uh, bags were, I'm sure it's a lot different than it, than it is now, but tell us about that. Um, yeah, extremely time consuming, extremely time consuming. He can't even... So the bag was basically, I'm trying, it had a zipper in it, and but just one zipper. So you could zip yourself up into it if it was raining, but that doesn't work very well, like for claustrophobic people. But his idea, <laughs> again, was, was more 
so we, we've taken it significantly further than it was originally uh, designed to go. Like his idea was, no, I just want to be able to zip my pad in it and my sleeping bag in it. And if a thunderbuster comes over, I can throw the canvas over me and I won't get wet was his idea. And if I need to, I can zip it up far enough to where it's covering me. And so have a little opening that I can stick my mouth out little, and still get air and yeah, not die. Yeah. Not <laughs> die. And it breathes, it, the canvas breathes really well. So it's not like, um, like you're sticking yourself in a bag or a nylon bag or something. The canvas breathes pretty well. So you get good airflow, but it went from that to us finding like better canvas that had a better waterproofing on the outside to then taking it even further. And we started seam sealing all the seams. And then we were actually out with Ben um, shed hunting and it rained all night long, like all night long. And some water got down by the handle. There's a ton of sewing that goes in there because there's the three straps and then the handle and then the reinforcement strap. So there's like thousands and thousands of needle holes right there. And it rained all night and my dad's, the bottom of my dad's bag got wet and we were really, really bugged by it. So we started not only seam filling them, but we would glue uh, the bottom of them so they can't come through so water couldn't come through and it reinforced it and made it a little stronger down there too but the process was just in my dad's basement like we were just he would cut them out and sew them together right there in the basement and then like my nephew came on board and started helping sew them together and cut them out a little bit but before we got some manufacturers in Southern Utah and then Arizona. But the process was long. It was long. I don't think, I don't, I don't think most people can appreciate the amount of work that goes into making, making one of those, but it's quite a process. But then it went from, it went from no seam sealer and no glue to seam sealing, then to glue. And now we, um, now with our newest model, the Dominator 2.0, we have a, a breathable polyurethane coating on the inside and the same waterproof coating on the outside. So water should just run off, but if it like pools up or if it sets there, like there's no way for it to come through. And the polyurethane coating on the inside allows us to tape all the seams instead of seam seal it. So one, it looks a lot cleaner and two, the tape will last significantly longer than a traditional seam sealer will. Like it can't evaporate out. It will just stay there for the life of the product. So, and we, and we changed the strapping to, it used to be a, a polyure or a polypropylene straps and we changed them to nylon. So they're a lot stronger and uh they cinch so much better like they're so it's sweet you just as tight as you pull that thing will just keep eating so packs them down yeah it just yeah keeps it keeps it sucked sucked together 
Well, it seems like it's you've had you've had an evolution from when you began to now. Like it, it seems like a process now. You've got it pretty well handled, and that's like any product. You know, you you go out and test, and things aren't working. So, how are we going to figure this out to make it better? And it seems like you guys have done a pretty good job on that. Um, another, well, well, go ahead. It's not the canvas cutter as a company's been around for three years. But I've been sleeping in a canvas cutter bedroll when I go outside since I was six, fifteen, since I was fifteen. Mm. And I'm thirty-three now. So it's not like we haven't had experience with the product. Like Ben, I don't yeah. know, Ben, he probably spends what do you spend? Probably a hundred and thirty nights a year or more in your bedroll. Oh yeah, yeah, hundred plus easy, and some t- some years as many as like one fifty. Just that's like probably a, I sleep there as much as I sleep anywhere, and and we try to like get it out in bad weather. We try to throw it in new places and see how it performs. Like there's a lot of times where I'll be sleeping like in the shell on my truck in my bedroll, and it'll start snowing or raining. I'll throw it out on the ground just to see how it does because I like uh, I don't, over the years you just kind of really geeked out on figuring out how to make them work well and we probably care about it so much more than everybody else if everybody has just enough to know like it works but for us we put a lot a lot of effort into making sure they work right that's awesome so one one thing seth as you were talking um i'm a high country mule deer hunter archery so i i'm always trying to cut weight obviously this isn't that kind of thing um but I, I've used a bivy, and if anybody knows what a bivy is, it's a four-letter word. Um, <laughs> you you talked about the polyurethane coating on the inside, yet, you know, the canvas is itself breathable. Is that still something that allows, you know, the breathability and, you know, condensation and things like that? That's a huge thing with the bivy. You wake up and you're right. soaked. Yep. Yeah, so the polyurethane coatings, as thin as we can get it, and still tape the the seams and it's thin enough that it does allow the canvas to breathe similar to our old bedroll without any polyurethane coating so the canvas we changed the canvas the canvas is actually stronger than our older canvas and our older canvas had a tighter weave um and the tighter weave uh made it so like it would still breathe but it didn't breathe as well with a loose weave. So this canvas has a looser weave than our old one. It has thicker strands in the canvas. So it is stronger in all the testing that we've done on it. But because of the looser weave, it breathes better. So even with the polyurethane coating on it, which does clog up some of those pores, it still breathes comparable to our our old one, but it allows us to tape the seams where if we didn't have the PU coating on it, we wouldn't be able to tape the seams. Yeah, makes sense. So it's giving you more, you know, it's more waterproof because you're able to do that while still allowing some of those pores to be open and allow that breathability. That's awesome. Yeah, it's significantly more waterproof than our old ones. Yeah. Very cool. So, so while we're talking about it, you guys have two models right now that you're offering. You, you mentioned before the Dominator 2.0. Do you want to kind of talk about that and then maybe go into the Fortress a little bit and maybe differences and stuff like that? 
Yeah. So the Dominator 2.0 has been, um, well, the Dominator, the history of our bedrolls. We have had the the two the two models, the Dominator and the Fortress. We upgraded the Dominator to the Dominator 2.0, and it is it is our best selling bedroll and has been the Dominator for pretty much for our history, I guess, of of the company. And it's bigger. It's 34 inches from seam to seam, and it's 84 inches long, and it's got a a 17-inch sidewall. And that sidewall actually sags. So although it's 34 inches from seam to seam, you get significantly more room in it than 34 inches. But those are kind of the dimensions. And yes, if you're six three and you're thinking about getting a bedroll, you will fit in it. I get that email quite. Like, hey, I'm six two. Can I fit in your bedroll? Uh, you can. It's seven feet long, and I actually had a guy at the Western Hunt Expo this year who literally is seven feet tall <laughs> come to our oh. booth, and he owns one. And I was like, "Do you fit? Like, how is it?" And he's like, "Dude, I get lost in that thing." I was like, "What?" So I took a picture with him. So everybody who emails me, "Hey, I'm six three. Will I fit in it?" They get a picture of my seven foot buddy who uh, says he gets lost in it. But it's it's pretty sweet. It holds a lot of gear if you want it to. You can get a three inch purple mattress foam that goes with it. We have two different pull systems for the Dominator 2.0, a full-length pull system and then a regular pull system. That our our original pull system holds the canvas off of you from about I don't know your stomach up, and then the full-length pull system, uh, the name should give it away. It holds the canvas completely off of you. It goes the full length of the bedroll. But that's the Dominator 2.0, and then. We are we have upgraded the Fortress, and we will be launching the Fortress 2.0 um, July 1st. And it's got the same upgrades that we did with the Dominator. So it's got the stronger canvas, the polyurethane coating on the inside, tape seams. It's got nylon straps. But uh, instead of being big and bulky, the the fortress is more slim and sleek. So it's 30 inches wide at the shoulder and it tapers down to 24 at the end. And then the sidewalls 14 and it tapers down to 11. So kind of, I don't like, it's kind of a mummy bag shape, but it's not a mummy bag. So I know there's people who don't like sleeping in mummy bags and I'm one of them, but it doesn't feel like a mummy bag. It's just trimmed, I guess, but. We're super excited. A lot of work and a lot of time has gone into making those upgrades and and coming out with that. But that's that's our two models, and it will be on pre-order July 1st, and then the end of July we'll be shipping them out. That's awesome. So, kind of as you're speak as you're talking, I'm I'm one of those mummy bag guy haters. So when yeah. I was seeing that, oh, that's one of my that's one of my first instincts. Oh crap! It's a mummy bag. I want to go with the other one, but you you just explained it. I mean, it is it does taper, but it doesn't feel like you're trapped. It's not like a mummy bag where your feet are touching. You know, there's still plenty of room for movement. Ben, what's your feelings about the fortress? 
<laughs> I like it better. I uh, I slept in the Dominator a lot of nights, and it's good to be able to like throw gear in with you if you need to. But I really like the Fortress, and I'm a mummy bag hater too. Like I don't really like to sleep in a mummy bag, but I like to sleep. I'm weird. I sleep on my stomach most of the time with my legs in a figure four, and that like <laughs> gives me the perfect width to do that in that Fortress. And so like if I have to choose between the two, probably 80% of the time I'm sleeping in the Fortress. And uh, we too. tell people that, and they think we're crazy. And then they buy, yeah, everybody, like, everybody's like, which one do you like better? And I'm like, oh, I like the Fortress. And then they buy the Dominator. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, all the time. All the time they'll, they'll ask us, hey, like, which one do you like better? And we're, man, me, we're always talking about this, too. Like, every time we go out. Like, I can't wait for the Fortress 2.0 to come out just so I can start rocking it more and getting photos for it. But I love the Fortress. And I'm, a, but I'm small, right? I'm, I'm only 5'9". And Ben's way taller than me, and he loves the Fortress, too. So I think there's there's a, a picture in people's minds that, like, because it's not huge, they're not going to fit in it or be comfortable. But I think it's extremely comfortable for myself. And I love the fact that it does. I still run two sleeping bags in it. It still comes with a three-inch foam pad. You can still use a pole system with it. But you can roll it up a little tighter, and it's not as bulky and it's it's just it's just right it's not too much it's not too little uh, i yeah i love the fortress so i'm super stoked for for the 2.0 to be coming out but yeah if you're wondering which one to get i mean the dominator sweet too you got tons of room in there but <laughs> we'll tell people all the time that like hey yeah we love the fortress and they'll end up just buying the dominator anyway <laughs> That's funny. Mm, so uh, one question on the Fortress. Do both pole systems still work in there? Or does just the upper one? or Just the original pole system. Uh, okay. the, a full-length pole system has not yet been designed for it. it. The thought has been discussed. The the prototyping and the the process of coming out with one hasn't happened yet. Nice. Very cool. Um, so we've, we've talked a lot about canvas cutter. Obviously, if you weren't sold before, you're definitely going to be sold now after all that info. Um, let's get into some of the functionality. Like, Let's get get out of the, the specifics and let's talk about what you guys are using them for, any plans you got going for 2020 or any collaborations you guys are doing. Tell us about what's what hunting trips you got planned for this fall. Ben, you got a you got a bunch. You better go. Let's hear it, Ben. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm in the midst of just kind of trying to figure them all right now. But um, I'll be starting out um, with the Utah deer and elk tag. Um, I have a dedicated hunter tag here in Utah, and um, we have a spot that we really like to hunt in Utah. That's kind of a backcountry spot, and we'll be hiking in and chasing deer. Um, and then on the open bull tags, I love to hunt the, the over the counter elk in Utah, which is tough stuff, but, uh, it's super fun. And then after that, I'm headed to Idaho, um, with the guys from sheep feet and Seth is going to come up on that one too. That's going to be a fun trip and we'll just be truck camping pretty much and throwing out and kind of going wherever the elk are. Um, man, I'm trying to think all through them. Um, then we got, got uh, hopefully we got Hazy. 
Uh huh. I have a Arizona elk tag and deer tag this year. Wow. wow. Where? Um, what units you got in Arizona? That's where I'm at right now. Um, I have a sneaky elk tag. I'm, uh, ben Sandal told me I couldn't tell anybody what units in. Cause All right. Don't ask those kind of questions, Curtis. Come on now, man. <laughs> but then I have a, I have an over-the-counter, just a, a general deer tag, but I put in for a coos tag down south in the 30s. So hopefully we'll pull that again. Um, I've drawn that one in the past. Oh, cool. Those results should be out uh, next, this week, right? Yeah, Ben said they're supposed to hit cards on Friday. He's my Arizona guru, so I just listen to whatever he says. Cool. Um, and then, yeah, I'll head hopefully out. We're trying to get together on a piece of ground in Kentucky for whitetails. Um, I think that's pretty much locked in. Um, and then New Mexico elk, hopefully, and whatever else comes up along the way. I'm probably forgetting something, but it's going to be jam packed. Like I, I. Yeah, I live on the road through the hunts, and that's why I spend so many nights in my bedrolls. I've slept in that thing from in Walmart parking lots and side of the highway waiting for the tow truck. I slept in it everywhere, and I just I stay pretty much mobile year-round. That's why you're in it 150 days a year, huh? You got about 100 tags you got to go through. <laughs> yeah, I got 100 Please. tags to eat. <laughs> there's probably about 22 that that he's forgetting about i'm sure yeah 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 that'll be some more but i'm excited i'm stoked for that idaho hunt with uh with seth and everybody you got a couple too seth right yeah so i've got uh i have a lifetime license here in utah so i get a deer tag every year and I'm trying a new Must unit be that I've never yeah. hunted before. Jeez, rub that in, <laughs> and, Seth. Uh, My gosh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I have a lifetime license. Did I mention that? Yeah. And so, uh, your, your dad so must love you better a, than, more than me. It's a fishing license and an upland game license and a free deer tag every year. I don't yeah. know if I threw that in. Yeah, yeah. Um, keep, but, keep rubbing that salt. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm trying a new unit I've never hunted before. So I'm trying to learn that it's, it's a harder unit, not a very popular unit, but one that, um, can produce some pretty good mule deer. And then I, same thing as Ben, I'm doing the overcounter elk, uh, pretty difficult, but always really fun. And, um, then, uh, that Idaho, Idaho elk hunt, super stoked for that. That's going to be fun with Ben and John and the guys from Sheep Feet. And then Arizona over-the-counter deer tag. And then who knows what else. Hopefully, I would love to do, like, some Wyoming or South Dakota or something with whitetail. I want to do something with whitetail and maybe a little Texas, but um that is yet to be determined dude i love that you guys are doing these uh, over-the-counter elk hunts in utah i'm from a small town in southern utah called enterprise utah and i that i love yeah. that hunt that's like one of my favorite hunts it's, it's it's tough it is one of the hardest hunts you'll ever do in your life but man that's a fun hunt it's so fun yeah it's so fun but it that enterprise so hard. side's hard too yeah if you're killing elk on the pine valley man yeah that's a that's a different world. That's like I've never even had any success on that unit at all. 
dude. It, it is, it's a tough one. And when you finally get one, I've gotten one in the, and I've hunted it probably four or five times. And when I got that one, I was more excited about that elk and it, you guys know, they, they don't score that big there, but I was probably more excited about that elk than any other elk I could ever shoot in my life. I was, I was stoked. Oh dude, I know. <laughs> oh yeah. I feel I you. It. It's a whole different thing. It's a blast, though. Sorry, Curtis. I didn't mean to derail your your conversation there. No, you're good, man. That's good. I I've done more of the extended up on up north a little bit. I I grew up in Centerville, so the Wasatch Mountains are right there, and I've chased those elk a bunch of years and have never killed one on that hunt. So it is. I don't know it is how tough. you kill an elk on that hunt. Like yeah. I I'll chase deer on it, and that is enough to want to hurt yourself it is so frustrating last year i had like three or four stocks and not a single one panned out in waist deep snow two of them but i don't know how you chase elk on that extended archery unit i know where they're at but have fun like catching up to them or getting a shot off oh yeah you're waist deep in snow usually and then there's four or five other trucks at the trailhead so yeah it's yeah it's hard yeah they, they know yeah, the game up there so yep for sure well we've got a few hunts taryn and i are actually gonna join up in southern utah this year for a mule deer hunt so we'll we'll try that out and then monty and i are gonna join up in wyoming i drew my first antelope tag up there so we'll be oh, chasing wow. antelope so um, and then the over-the-counter stuff here in Arizona also. Since you guys don't like sharing secrets, I'll just have to try to figure it out on my own. But <laughs> I'll tell you off the air. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, well, I that's all I kind of had. you guys have anything else you want to add? Any last plugs for anything you're doing? Or, Taryn, you got any, any other questions? I don't. Um, I, I'm, I'm stoked with with canvas cutter you guys make some amazing stuff um been a fan of it for a long time thanks to and I'll, i'm gonna throw some plugs out there for a few people you know like uh the hidden instinct boys i i went to school with garrett and you know they they rave about it and you know, a lot of people around southern utah just absolutely have fallen in love with canvas cutter and and for good reason it, it's really good stuff so you guys are doing doing amazing work appreciate what you've been doing awesome thank you so uh, much yeah, thanks, man. I was born and raised in Southern Utah. That's my bread and butter, man. I, I love Southern Utah, and it's uh, I'm glad that that I'm glad to see them in the back of trucks when we go out in the hills. You know, we see people rocking them all the time. It makes me makes my heart happy. <laughs> For sure, that's awesome. Well, guys, we appreciate you being on, and make sure you check out everyone the Fortress 2.0. You're thinking beginning of July you'll be launching that, correct? Yep. Oh yeah, July first it's it's getting launched, and then uh, and we got some. Uh, keep an eye out on Canvas Cutter because we've got a lot of stuff coming down the line this year. So we're where's pretty excited. Be- Seth, where's the best thing to best place to stay in touch with with you guys? Instagram, Facebook, just go to the website. Where's where's the best place to to stay in touch with you guys and stay up to up to speed? Yeah, probably Instagram at Canvas Cutter and Facebook too. Like we're on Facebook as well. We we probably don't give Facebook the amount of love we need to, but uh, Instagram, uh, CanvasCutter dot com too. You can go there to check stuff out and email us, send us uh, questions, and we try to answer as quick as possible and and help you get hooked up with 
with what you want. Perfect. Sounds good. Hey guys, we appreciate you coming on with us and we're really excited about the Fortress 2.0. We're going to rock that this this fall as well, so should be a lot of fun. Go ahead. Awesome. Heck yeah, Thank sounds you, like guys. fun. Thanks guys, appreciate it. Good luck with everything and make sure you keep us posted on those 48,000 hunts you have planned. <laughs> yeah. We'll keep you in the loop for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Cool. Nice chat with you guys. All right, guys. All right. Thanks, guys. See ya. All right, guys. Thanks for listening to the podcast. Also want to thank Seth and Ben for jumping on with us. Really cool guys. Fun to chat with them. Guys, don't forget to like, subscribe, share the podcast with those that you think would enjoy it. Please share it around to, to anybody and everybody if you would. Also want to send another shout out to Vortex Optics as well as Sneak Tech Boots. Sneak Tech is the sponsor of the podcast this month. And we're, we're thankful for them. They're a great company, really cool guys, really easy to work with. As we're getting close to the, the archery season, Sneak Tech Boots may be something that you want to get added to your gear list. Uh, if you've ever had to put a stock on a deer and trying to sneak in, it's a lot. It, it's a hard thing to do. And so, you know, instead of getting down to your socks and trying to sneak in your socks and getting sticks stuck in your foot, uh, look at these boots. They, they strap onto your boots and are, are really cool little things. So. Check out their website. If you guys have any questions, let us know. We can get you in touch with the right people. So, again, guys, thank you for listening. We appreciate all your support.